HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards & Sons, third-generation cure masters producing the country's best dry-cured and aged hams, bacon, and sausage. For more information, visit edwardsvaham.com. I'm Erica Wise, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, welcome to Japan Needs. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, a food writer and director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from a studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every deli and supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I will try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. And today's theme is udon, a traditional Japanese noodle, which is not fully discovered in this country yet, but it can be as tasty and interesting as ramen. So my guest today is Kyoko Oyobe, who grew up in a family that owns udon noodle restaurants in Japan, and she is a successful jazz pianist and composer here in New York. So hello and welcome to the show, Kyoko. Hi. So um, I met you through a mutual friend, Mitch Borden, who owns the legendary jazz club Smalls in West Village. And one day I went to your concert and during the performance, you passed around handmade sushi for the audience. And I thought, I really like this person. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was a long time ago. But it was so memorable. (laughs) And the sushi was tasty too. Thank you. So, um, yeah, we'll play a couple of uh, your songs today. But first, uh, could you tell us about your family business? Yeah, um, my father, he started working at a restaurant, udon restaurant mm-hmm. in Osaka when he was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And he was asked to be a main chef at the udon restaurant in Okayama. After a few years, he worked okay. in Osaka. Okay, so Okayama is uh, between, somewhere between Osaka and, and Hiroshima. Hiroshima, right? yeah. Right. Yeah. So... so he moved to Okayama mm-hmm. to work at the restaurant, mm-hmm. and then he met my mother mm. after a few years, and he got, uh, they got married. Right. And then they opened Udon restaurant 
seven, 37 years ago. Mm. Yeah. And then I have four brothers and one sister. Mm-hmm. And then three of my brothers took over the business. And then they opened Udon restaurant, like four restaurants in Okayama. Mm. And then they opened one in Tokyo. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's very passionate. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. So, um, and then they're called the Oyobe Brothers, you said? Yes. Right. So, <laughs> so cool. Um, are they coming to New York sometime soon? I hope so. Yeah, okay. opening, uh, My yeah. one brother was talking about it, mm. so hopefully it will happen in the right. future. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And you have a weekly concert at the Udon restaurant. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, and you love food, but instead of joining a family business, uh, you chose to play jazz here in New York. So yeah. how did it happen? How it happened? Um, I started playing the piano when I was four years old, mm. and then. That's why I was just playing piano for myself, just pleasure. But when I was 19 years old, um, I met a woman piano player who played improvisation next to me. Mm. Actually, I'm sorry. Um, my, my parents used to have a private concert at our house. They yeah, I heard that that was incredible. Like, yeah. it's not just the neighbors, but uh, someone like... Uh, you know, Terumasa, you know, like yeah, the really big yeah. names. Yeah, we had like certain space at our house. Mm-hmm. So one day my mother started inviting those musicians and we had a private concert. I mean, mm-hmm. private, but uh, it's public concert mm-hmm. for everybody. Oh, okay. So first of all, we served dinner mm-hmm. and then drink for people, customers, audience. And then they eat and then they listen to great oh, wow. concerts. And after the concert, one of the piano player played next to me and then he played improvisation mm. and I was so ins- um, inspired I mean I was so moved what mm. was that because I never wow. knew about improvisation mm. so that was jazz that was jazz yeah right. oh, so that's how you got into jazz yes okay it's amazing and your mother must be really into music and also a good entrepreneur to organize <laughs> such an influential event she has she's like since they have six children, mm. my mother is really like energetic mm. person, always mm. positive, always like thinking for people and then try to do best for people. Mm. And then um, <laughs> there's just like having concert. Like she, she's not really she was not really into music because they are so busy just raising oh. their kids and then working at the restaurant but mm. she wanted to help her friends mm. doing by doing concert that's why we started uh-huh. yeah we started and then but <laughs> because of my mother I mm-hmm. started right so didn't even realize what no. she did to create yeah. a star in yeah. jazz right so um, and then um you came yeah. to New York. Yes. And that was in 2000 that yes. you started to travel to New York. And why New York? Because the one with the drama I was playing with, that was actually my first band in my life, he used to live in New York. He mm-hmm. was Japanese, but he used to live in New York. But he was in Japan for one year. Mm-hmm. And then that time we played together. And he kept telling me, Kyoko, if you're serious about jazz, you should come to New York at least once. Mm. So I decided to come to New York once. And it didn't become a, just once. And mm. <laughs> yeah. Right. The first of all, I came to New York for three weeks mm. with my backpack. Wow. And I just went around all the jazz crowds and listened to music mm. and went to jam session, play with musicians. 
And then I met incredible great musicians. Mm. I was really inspired and moved. And I said, wow, three weeks was not enough. Mm. I have to stay to get those like, real music. Mm. Yes. Right. And I, I read uh, your previous interview and uh, um, you said in that interview uh, you got detained a couple of times at JFK airport because of the immigration. It's <laughs> so passionate. And, and yeah. Because you kept coming back. Yeah, I kept coming back. Like, uh, I stayed for three months mm. and I went back to Japan and worked and saved some money and then came back. Mm. I did like I did that like seven times in mm. three years. Okay. So every time I came back and at the airport, the immigration officer took me to the different mm. room. And Why so often? Suspicious. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, suspicious. <laughs> I was so passionate about jazz and studying. Mm. So... It was okay well, at the end. You survived. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> right. But um, you ended up, uh, you know, working with Frank Hewitt and yeah. John Michael Polk and Gil Coggins, those big names. So how did you get acquainted with those big musicians? I always met, I met at Small Jazz Club. Okay. Yeah. I was Frank Hewitt. He passed away, I say maybe more than 10 years ago mm. but when I listened to his playing at Smalls I was really surprised and mm. then wow this is a real like, sound like jazz sound mm. blues and then it was great right. and then, yeah. so you got was inspired and then um, so in October 2005 you moved to New York mm-hmm. and then performing with your own band yes. group and uh, places like again it's Smalls and Fat Cat Yes. Right. So, um, what's the biggest challenge or challenges for you to be a successful New York as a musician? Well, I say it's about hmm. The, in New York, there mm. are so many great musicians, and there are a lot of competitions. I mm-hmm. think, but in that, but you still have. I mean, you have to have strength to keep your good spirit. Mm-hmm. And you have to keep believing in yourself, and I have to keep doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I would say that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you always have a good smile and energy. So <laughs> thank it's, you. It's working. Thank you. Right. Um, all right. And then now you have three albums, mm-hmm. and the latest one is called Happy Silence. Mm-hmm. So which just came out in May. So what is the theme of the album? Why uh, Happy Silence? Happy Silence is a title with a tune, which is in the album. Uh, Happy Silence is, I collaborated with a Japanese novelist. Mm. Uh, her name is Rui Kodemari. She published the novel called Love Always. And I, I'm appealing in the novel oh. as a Japanese pianist, Kyoko Yabe. Oh, wow. <laughs> and after I read the novel, I was very inspired by her story. And I wrote a tune called Happy Silence. Mm. Yeah. So uh, let's listen to your song from the album. Mm. Um, which one would you recommend? Um, it's, I would recommend The Fattest Cat in New York. Mm-hmm. This is an, I wrote this tune. Um, after I moved to New York, I was so lonely because I grew up with a big family mm. and I was so lonely and I couldn't speak English and then I didn't know what's going to happen to me. I didn't know anything. I was so stressed out and I couldn't, sp- I couldn't stop eating. 
And then, of course, I gained mm. a lot of weight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I ate again, I ate again. It was terrible. When, but one of my friends told me, Kyoko, you should eat more, and you should be the fattest pianist in New York, and you'll be famous. <laughs> And I imagined about it, like be, becoming the fattest pianist and playing piano. And it's so funny. So I laughed about myself. Mm-hmm. Then I felt better. And I could face myself. Mm-hmm. And I could face my problem. Nice. Then the problem of eating went away mm-hmm. little by little. But um, um, I thought it, um, I wanted to write a tune about mm-hmm for about experience I had mm-hmm. and then the message I have for this tune is when you have a hard time it's sometimes it's better that you just laugh about it mm. and be positive and mm. you can do it right. well I should remember this lesson <laughs> right. you're doing that <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so uh, let's listen to uh, The Farish Cat in New York from the new album uh, Happy Silence
That is wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, so fun and upbeat and this yeah, nice, yeah, good energy in it. So, um, now, shall we talk about udon, which is another passion of yours? Um, so, first of all, what is udon? What is udon? Udon is a udon noodle is mm-hmm. a kind of thick, thick, thick type of noodle, mm-hmm. which is made with wheat flour. And then salted water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I mean, out of classic Japanese noodles, uh, soba is made from buckwheat mm-hmm. and wheat and water. And yeah. ramen is made from the same uh, wheat, salt, water. And they add a kansi, which is uh, sodium and potassium carbonate. So mm-hmm. udon is different. Different, yes. Right. Okay. And uh, why I checked the statistics, as the, you know, the recent statistics by the Japanese government of rice and the wheat-based noodle products. Ramen was uh, 53% the whole production mm-hmm. and soba was 8% mm-hmm. and udon was 39% hmm. so it's a lot yeah <laughs> and it's very popular obviously yes. so we should pay more attention to udon here <laughs> in New York yes right so um, you know there, it's like a pasta out there a fresh one fresh udon mm-hmm. dried one mm-hmm. what's the variation yeah it's, um, so you know like yeah. usually um, if you go to Italian restaurant, it's better, right? If it's a uh, fresh, fresh uh, made pasta, mm-hmm. is it the same thing at the udon restaurant too? Uh, yeah, I mean, when you go to udon restaurant, I think I would say most of the udon restaurants they serve fresh udon, mm. and then of course there are a lot of difference of the taste between fresh and then dried mm. noodles. Fresh one it has like what is most important is called koshi, the mm-hmm. texture. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know if dried noodle can have texture. Mm. Right. So it's more bouncing back, more like chewier. Chewier or... <laughs> it's it's difficult to explain yeah. in English, but... Then, I think it's a nodogoshi. Nodogoshi, yeah. That means a... It's like a, you know, the feeling that something passes you through your throat mm-hmm. and you feel satisfying and mm-hmm. comfortable. Yeah. Right. And then of course, taste is different. Mm. Yeah. Right. Does it make a little, I don't know, when I have a fresh udon, it tastes a little sweeter than dried one. I, I don't know, it's just me, but I think. Maybe. Yeah, you are the judge of Iron Chef, <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm just making up, know. maybe. <laughs> no, no. Right. I will be careful and then try to taste it. Yeah, because you grew up uh, with the best one. So. Ah. Um, all right. And do you know the history of udon, where it comes from? You know what? I never cared about okay. history of udon. <laughs> so I looked up the Wikipedia mm-hmm. after you asked me about it. Okay. And then it's saying that one of the monk brought udon from China. Uh, That's what I, I read. Mm. Well, like any other noodles. So yeah. Just in Japan, I guess. Yeah. Right. All right. And uh, so, you know, the, your family restaurant, mm-hmm. basically, you have different kinds of udon, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's always fresh one. It's always fresh one. Mm-hmm. And my father, he developed his own style of udon. Mm-hmm. In Okayama, Okayama is kind of, uh, it's next Kagawa prefecture, mm. where it's sanuki udon mm. come from. Sanuki udon is very thick, mm-hmm. but my father's udon is not thick like that. But my father, he used a lot of different, like six different kind of dried fish to make good fish broth. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... <laughs> it's a lot of, it's, yeah, yeah. Wow, a lot of work. And you, of course, you, you have... Um, every day you make udon. Every right. day he makes udon, and then he makes, I think at least two different, 
um, thickness of mm-hmm. udon. Mm-hmm. And when he makes a hot udon, he uses little thicker udon. Mm-hmm. And when he makes cold udon, mm-hmm. he makes a little you know. <laughs> right, that makes sense because and if it's hot, it cooks through. Yeah. So it's better to make it a little thicker and then keep the yeah. texture. And then my parents, they care about each customer. Mm. Like we say, like, it's hard. Not, I, don't, I don't say al dente. They are very careful to how to boil them because mm. it just maybe 30 seconds makes big difference of koshi mm. texture. So, right. And then each person has like their favorite texture mm. so it's interesting it's very deep word right maybe yeah. your father know which customer likes what kind of texture yeah they right. remember oh wow yeah <laughs> amazing <laughs> all right um let's take a quick break here and yeah. uh, when you come back we'll talk about different types of udon and the more songs by you thank you so please stay with us
program was brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards & Sons. Edwards Suriano hams are aged to perfection for no less than 400 days and hickory smoked to achieve a deep mahogany color. The Edwards name is well known for its world-class aged and cured meats. Their exclusive curing and aging recipe produces a unique flavor profile that enhances the quality characteristics of Berkshire pork. Optimum amounts of pure white fat marbling contribute to a flavor that's a delicate, perfect balance between sweet and salty. For more information, visit edwardsvaham.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats, broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Kyoko Oyobe, who grew up in a family that owns udon noodle restaurants in Japan, and she is a successful jazz pianist and a composer here in New York. So, um, how do you eat udon? What kind of recipes are there? Um, we eat udon as hot or cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hot, hot udon, like most like, simple one, is called kake. Mm-hmm. It's with uh, it's a hot one, yeah, hot with hot fish broth mm-hmm. with maybe scallion, mm-hmm. a fish, a piece of fish cake, okay, and then maybe a bonnet flakes, mm. right? Yeah, and uh, well, you know, you're from west, and then I I grew up uh, in Tokyo area, mm-hmm. and in kake udon, in you're going to mention that you know the difference of the regions, but mm-hmm. um, to me it's like a, you know, it's it's simple, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't think we. I had a fish sauce. It's more like a bonito flake and mm. combo mixture. So it's it's interesting you say that because it's so regionally diverse, mm. it sounds like. So that is the simplest form. It's just uh, dashi and noodles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's kake udon. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and the cold one is called like, maybe zaru. Ah, okay. Mm. Good you, for the season. You dip with the chilling mm. fish broth. Mm-hmm. Right, because a noodle is usually, uh, oh, it's always chilled with ice mm-hmm. and really cold. Mm-hmm. And then you dip the noodle in the yeah. sauce. Right. We need it now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. And uh, any other typical variations that, you know, the beginners of udon should know about? Um, well, maybe hard one could be tempura udon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, fish broth with tempura. Mm-hmm. And then scallion, mm-hmm. or maybe kitsune. Mm-hmm. Kitsune is uh, topped with deep-fried thin tofu. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, that cooked with like, a sweet taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And uh, kitsune means fox, and uh, <laughs> yeah. the color looks like fox. Like they call it kitsune, right? Funny. <laughs> right. And uh, what about the tsukimi? Tsukimi is uh, you just drop the, the f- uh, raw egg mm-hmm. onto udon, and mm-hmm. you put uh, hot fish broth or mm-hmm. white it's right. simple but it's good mm-hmm. yeah. well, fish or depending on the region fish mm-hmm. broth or could be kombu mm-hmm. or different kinds of broth mm-hmm. right. or oh, I recommend curry udon mm-hmm. you might find curry udon maybe at over the restaurant in Japan mm-hmm. but my family has special curry udon so good <laughs> it's in even in summertime it's hot but it's really hot curry makes you like, smile it's mm-hmm. good right <laughs> Yeah, actually, we had a, a Gogo Curry present, uh, you know, Tomokomori yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Oh. And uh, we talked about the Japanese curry. It's thicker yeah. and it's nothing to do with the Indian curry. Yeah, but even it's different than Japanese curry mm-hmm. because we cook with fish broth. Okay. So it's, it's I don't know how to say it. it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more layered flavors and complicated. Yeah. And it's, I think because you have to top it the, uh, the udon, it's like a cold udon. Topped with curry, or mm, 
no, it's a hot uh, one. Maybe beef, yeah, but we, we serve with hot, we don't okay. with hot curry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. And, uh, right, so it can be cold or hot. Mm-hmm. And depending on, you know, you can be, just like a woman, you can be creative. The mm-hmm. udon is like a white yeah. canvas for chefs. Yeah, there are many toppings or, yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay, right. And uh, so we just mentioned a big difference between the regions. And, uh, you know, the eastern a part of Japan and the western part of Japan, mm-hmm. they, they are different, right? Yeah. So what's the difference? I think, well, if we say to- between Tokyo mm-hmm. and Kansai, Kanto, Kansai, mm-hmm. it's big difference is the uh, color of dashi. Okay. Uh, people, usually people say the dashi fish broth in Tokyo mm-hmm. is, uh, looks dark mm-hmm. because of the difference of soy sauce. Mm. But Kansai is... Um, it's not dark. They right. they use they, the, for them. What is more important is uh, f- like fish broth. Mm-hmm. So hmm. yeah, and uh, I heard uh, you know the in Kanto, the yeah. eastern part of Japan, they tend to be based on um, bonito flake dashi. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, in the, the Kansai, the eastern uh, western part of Japan, it's a uh, kombu base because. The Kansai area is what is softer, and it's ideal to extract flavors from kombu. So, mm. and of course, Tokyo people tend to use more darker soy. Mm. And in Kaiseki restaurant, you don't see much, you know, darker soy. It's very mm. light. Right. right. So, and uh, so people say in Kanto, the Kansai udon is too thin, and then Kanto people. Um, no, Kansai people say Tokyo udon is too thick and too, too salty, and they just uh, have. I actually, <laughs> I never try udon in Tokyo. Okay, <laughs> but in Tokyo, I think it's soba noodles are more popular, and then a lot right. of ramen restaurants. So exactly. I never tried udon in Tokyo, mm. so I I cannot say the difference because right. I never taste it. But people say that. Mm. Mm. Well, maybe that's another reason udon is not so, you know, popular throughout, even in New York, because Tokyo people don't eat udon so much, mm-hmm. and the Kansai people tend to eat more. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's from Japan, but it may be a regional, you know, yeah. difference in consumption too. Like I through working at my parents' restaurant mm-hmm. when I was there, I saw many customers comes every day to mm-hmm. eat udon mm-hmm. for their lunch or dinner mm-hmm. every day. So udon is, for me, udon is very light. It's not heavy like ramen, so you can eat every day. Mm. For me, it's like everyday things. Right, yeah. it's interesting. Right. And for instance, uh, you know, tanuki udon, that's mm. uh, raccoon udon. <laughs> I don't know why, this maybe because of color. And it's different between the two regions in Kanto, uh, mm. the eastern part. Tanuki udon means a topping piece of deep fried flour, mm. which is a byproduct of tempura. Mm. And in Kansai, it looks more like a kitsune, the mm. fox. Um, udon topped with deep fried thin tofu. Mm. So there's a big difference. <laughs> it's interesting. Right. So um, what about your family restaurant? So it's, it's thinner. You don't serve any Tokyo style, like the soy is very light, little used. The fish broth is very mm. important for us. Mm-hmm. So as I talked before, my father uses like six different kinds of dried fish. I mean, of course, he uses kombu, mm-hmm. seaweed, right. and then point flakes. And then after, after I don't know how many years, like 40, 47 years? No, 44 years. He still try to develop himself every day mm-hmm. and try to see what he can do better, better, right. better. And he's creating 
Mm. <laughs> really, right. So the, the fish base is uh, first when he learned, yeah. or he, then based on that he developed? He learned in, I think, in Osaka. Mm-hmm. And then, then I, his, but I, well, I, was, I was there like last month, mm-hmm. and I saw he was using uh, shrimp skin mm-hmm. right, with the shelf yeah the right. dry, dry shrimp shelf mm-hmm. um, he was using that for dashi mm-hmm. and then it was so deep His right. dashi was so deep and so good mm. and of course he is making great udon and sometimes he changed the thickness mm-hmm. maybe a little thicker or thinner right. interesting and my brothers also they are trying to make their own mm. style right. Uh, based with my father's style. Mm-hmm. Right. So it so- sounds like, you know, in New York chefs, they are really into ramen now, but they can mm. pay attention to udon. I mean, they can do something new. Please do. Right. <laughs> it's good. Right. Yeah. yeah, they think udon is similar, more similar to pasta noodles. So I think it's easier for them to come up with something because like, mm. they're used to mm. utilizing that kind of noodles. Mm. So we'll see Yeah. more udon restaurants in New York. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, as my question mm-hmm. here is, uh, does Wudon inspire you, you as, as a musician? Or you have a lot of memories, right? Family memories? Yes. Family? It's uh, inspired me a lot. Because mm-hmm. I grew up with Wudon. And I, I grew up at the restaurant. Like, I was working there. So, there are so many memories. But what I have is my parents... They have a great, great spirit serving the udon. Mm. They don't say that, but I could feel that they are making people happy mm. by just serving a bowl of udon. And then I remember, like, my, my mother is really lively and energetic, and then she said, Welcome, the way says, Irashaimase. Mm. It's really nice. And then she meant to do that welcome people right, not just word and then uh, I had like one one guy some, some one day he came and he told us the story uh, at one point his wife was super sick mm. she got cancer mm. and then um, he was really depressed and he was thinking the kid himself like suicide oh, wow. but he came to our restaurant and my mother said yes shy okay, welcome mm. And then he, he ate a bowl of udon, mm. and then he became so relieved. Right. And then he stopped, he just he became positive again. Right. And then I, when I had that story, well, that's it. So, I don't know, my father is a simple guy, and my mother is like that. They don't talk, mm. like they don't push like what they are thinking, but I can just feel what they what they mm. don't. And then... I want to the like, same things through my music. Mm-hmm. I want to put out my good spirit. Right. Like uh, I can make people happy mm-hmm. through my music. Right. <laughs> that right. Like that. So yeah. let's listen to a music song called Udon from uh, your album Happy <laughs> Silence now. Yeah.
That is awesome. So, <laughs> I don't know if you heard it. It's like the last time was Oishi. That's delicious. <laughs> and yes. you heard slapping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes us hungry. All right. So, um, but how、uh, is udon important in the Japanese culture? Well, udon is. It's important for me, but <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, udon is like a soul food for us.、Mm. It's everyday things for, for some people.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I will, at the, the station,、mm-hmm. like subway or, subway you know, or the train or, station. Yeah, yeah, train station, you can see the udon restaurant where you like standing, you,、mm. you eat stand. Right.、Uh, it's, it's, quick, right. it's like、yeah. a pizza, corner pizza place. Right, right. right.、Yeah. There's a vending machine that you can get tickets. And yeah. Then, yeah. Or there's some serious udon restaurant.、Mm-hmm. It's almost like kaiseki. Oh, right. Yeah, it's very deep. And then、mm. interesting that the variety of. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I, he- I heard a long time ago, Udon、mm. was, depending on the region, there was a food food festival, like special occasion historically.、Yeah. So, yeah, there are different variations. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I'm sure you cook Udon at home.、Mm-hmm. So,、uh, where do you get the noodles? Well, If I have time, I want to make udon noodles, but I don't. So I, I go to Japanese supermarket like Sunrise Market、mm-hmm. or Dainobu.、Mm-hmm. In、uh, Midtown? In Midtown, or one is in East Village. Okay.、Uh, Sunrise is、mm-hmm. in East Village. And then Dainobu is on Sixth Avenue and like 13th Street. Okay. So I、right. go there often and then get、okay. some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And、uh, do you have any tips for. Somebody like us who never cooked udon at home,、mm-hmm. you get the noodles and do you have any tips to make it tasty? Well, I think the most important thing is dashi broth.、Mm. Because noodle, it's not easy to make. So if you make nice fish broth,、mm. dashi, then it will make a big difference.、Right. Yeah. So you can get、uh, six different kinds of fish bones like、uh, your parents. But, but,、uh, but you, you know, can still try it again. And a bonito flake. Bonito flakes. And kombu. Kombu, yeah. Right. And a nice mirin, soy sauce. Okay, so,、mm-hmm. yeah, by the way, mirin is、uh, the fermented uh, um, liquid, like、yeah. sake. Sake and, and sugar. Right, and usually, like, I think 40, 50% of sugar. It's very sweet,、mm-hmm. and around 14% alcohol.、Mm-hmm. And it's one of the most important、mm-hmm. uh, seasonings、yes. in the Japanese pantry. Yes. Right. Okay.、Um, so, Yeah, if you don't feel like cooking, do you have any recommendation for a udon restaurant in New York? <laughs> Or you never bother? <laughs> Sorry. You don't?、Uh, it's difficult. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah> . That's fair. <laughs> Your parents must be very happy. Oh. Right. Oh, well. So,、uh, thank you for joining us today, Kyoko.、Uh, thanks so much. And,、nice. uh, yeah, for our listeners、uh, who are interested in your music,、uh, do you have a website? Yes, I have my website. If you Google kyokoyobe.com,、mm-hmm. right, it's、uh, KYO. K O O Y O B E. Yes. Right. And、uh, you can buy your music from through your website? Yes, through,、uh, or you can find it on Amazon、mm-hmm. or CD Baby or iTunes. Okay. Yes. Right. So take a look. Right.、Um, so、uh, we'll end this show with Kyoko's song.、Um, so which one would you pick and what is title, inspiration? I pick a Happy Silence. Which is the title of the album,、mm-hmm. Happy Silence. Right.、Yeah. So, 
Okay. So, listeners, if you have any questions or comments, please contact us at heritageradionetwork.org, and you can also reach me at takikokatayama.com. Japan Eats is live at 3 p.m. Mondays and always available at heritageradionetwork.org. I'll see you next week. Listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.